0: Welcome to For Your Success with Katie Horner, an inspiring program about overcoming the I'm Too Small mindset, redefining success, and growing your lifestyle business legacy without fear.
1: Hi there, welcome back to episode 34 of the For Your Success podcast where we are challenging the comparison mindset and teaching that you're never too small to have an influence, follow your dreams, or build a successful online business. I'm your host, Katie Horner. Thank you so much for listening. It's truly an honor to have you with us. Today you can find all the links from the show at bloggingsuccessfully.com forward slash 034. Today's episode is sponsored in part by the Blog Connection, which is our online business community for women entrepreneurs. With regular live group coaching, a caring community, and a seven-step process for you to go from blog start to blog income, you're going to love all that the Blog Connection monthly membership has to offer, and you can find it at bloggingsuccessfully.com forward slash connection. In the last episode, number 33, we met someone whose service matches business owners with podcasts to share their story on. But today's guest is a business owner, goat wrangler, entrepreneur, and a mother. After getting goats to provide healthy milk for her eight children, she decided to put some excess milk into a batch of homemade soap. That decision was the beginning of Goat Milk Stuff, a growing goat milk products business that has been featured on the Today Show, the Doctors, the Huckabee Show, and even in the Oprah Magazine. What started with an initial small batch of soap has expanded into a host of goat milk items such as goat milk soaps, cheeses, candies, fudge, gelato, and more, which they sell at the family farm and online. Listen in today to find out how you can get a free bar of goat milk soap from Goat Milk Stuff, and here are our guest, PJ Jonas. Welcome to the Four Your Success podcast, PJ. I'm so excited to have you with us today.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Katie. It's great to be here.
1: Now, for our listeners, um, you heard the introduction, but PJ and her family have a company that produces soaps and other things from goat milk. And uh, PJ, it's a very interesting um, business, both um, because of the the goats involved, um, but also because of um, the fact that it's online and it's offline. I'd love to know, first of all, how you got started in your business. And then also, how did you start the online portion of it?
0: Well, I had gotten goats for the family because I really wanted... You know, kind of a healthier lifestyle. And I wanted them to be able to drink raw milk. And raw milk is legal in some states, but not in every state. In, in Indiana, where we were living, it was not legal. So I decided to get my own goats and I, you know, experimented with everything. We made cheese and fudge and candy. Um, never made soap initially. And then one day I had all the children in the bathtub and I was just letting them splash around. And for whatever reason, I picked up the baby wash I'd always used. And I looked at the ingredient list and I was just really upset to find that it was filled with all these chemicals that I didn't want to use on their skin. And I said, okay, well, that's it. I'm going to learn how to make my own soap. And so I did a bunch of research and found out that when you make soap, you need to use a liquid. And I thought to myself, well, goat milk's really good to drink. I might as well put it in the soap because it's probably good for your skin too. And what happened was when I made the soap and put it in the shower, my husband's fingers stopped cracking and splitting. And that was a problem he had had for years that we hadn't been able to, to solve. So that was kind of my aha moment that, wow, I you know, really have something here, and this is something that I could, I could do something with. And so that was kind of how uh, you know, the initial thought to, to goat milk stuff kind of <laughs> came about, um, was from that, that one experience. But as far as starting an online business – um, I named the company goat milk stuff because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make all sorts of stuff with goat milk. I had no idea at the time how difficult it was going to be to do food products. Um, that ended up having to wait until, so I started the soap portion of the business in 2008 and the, uh, the food stuff just started in 2015. But because I have so many children, I have eight of them and they're homeschooled and we're here all the time. And when I started goat milk stuff, they were really young. They were only like one up till 10 or 11. And, um, I knew that the internet was going to be the friendliest version for me, you know, whether I had sick children, whether, you know, we couldn't go out, I could still run the internet business. So that was kind of how I decided to do it that way.
1: Mm, So you had, you were planning the online component of it from the very beginning.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I, once I discovered that goatmilkstuff.com was available, that was when we officially decided on the name.
1: Very cool. Very cool. So tell us about getting started in those first few days. You mentioned that that goat milk um, was problematic in Indiana. Did you stay in Indiana with the company or did you move it?
0: Yeah, no, we're still in Indiana. And it's not that it's problematic. You just, you can't buy it raw. You have to, you have to buy it pasteurized. So, you know, having goats and, um, and, you know milking the goats is not is not an issue based on the state that we're in um in fact, we are now the first and only grade a goat dairy in the state of Indiana, so it is doable um but it was it was easier for me to to have my own goats because finding that milk was was kind of difficult
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other um maybe struggles that you had getting started and and how did you overcome that? You mentioned online was easier because of the family situation and Um, with, with the, with eight children, you guys have your hands full already and then adding goats and a business on top of that. Um, but what are some of the other struggles that, that maybe almost stopped you and how you got around them?
0: You know, nothing ever almost stopped us. Um, you know, my husband gave me a compliment once and it said, and said to me that you know I've never met a problem I couldn't solve. So I'm pretty headstrong, and and uh, I'm gonna kind of plow over whatever kind of stands in my way if I have my my mindset to do something. Which you know, when we launched goat milk stuff, I was I was all about making it successful. But um, the probably the hardest part was dealing with growth. You know, which is a very good problem to have <laughs> so um but i I underestimated how much of a challenge growing was going to be you know whether it was from uh, managing the cash flow to being able to hire people to help with the workload to um, you know finding a loan so that we could expand to our new farm all of the, that growth was really really challenging
1: and how what were some of the ways that you found to to get through that growth. I know a lot of people have found a lot of help in systems as they're growing. Um, do you have anything that really specifically stands out to you as, as key to the ease and growth?
0: You know, really, it's just a matter of figuring it out. Um, the hard part is to make sure you're keeping up with your quality control while you're while you're growing. That's something that a lot of a lot of people kind of lose sight of as the their business gets bigger and and they're dealing with all the the new systems that they have to put into place. They lose the quality control. So that was something that we focused very heavily on to make sure that you know none of that ever suffered. Um, and really, it was just a matter of taking every a look, a fresh look at everything, right? Because it's so easy to stay in your old patterns and say, oh, well, this is the way we've always done it. So we're going to keep doing that. But to, to step back and say, okay, n- no, you know, now that it's bigger, now that we have this, this much more volume, let's take a fresh look and see, you know, how we could do this in a, in a more efficient, more cost-effective um, manner.
1: Very good. Very good. And for those of you that are listening to us, we're talking today with PJ Jonas of goatmilkstuff.com and she is offering all of our listeners a free bar of goat's milk soap if you visit goatmilkstuff.com slash success soap now pj um talk about maybe one of the times you realized you were making a difference
0: (laughs) well that was easy so our 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 first um when we first started to sell it right we you know it was kind of word of mouth we put the the website up but when you put a website up people don't just automatically start going you have to drive people there so we were um you know, we would be talking to people, telling people what we were doing, but we decided to do a craft show. And so we brought all of the soap with us to a craft show and we sold some, but mostly our main goal was to collect people's email addresses and to give out free samples of our soap and to everybody that was at this event. And that following week, I started getting phone call after phone call from people who had used the sample And absolutely loved it. And the predominant theme that I was getting was these calls from these moms who had children who had eczema. And none of my children had eczema. So I didn't I'd never at that point I didn't realize how big of an issue it was for people. And I was getting these calls that, oh my gosh, it's, you know, their eczema's gone. They're not itching. They're not scratching. How do I get more of this soap? And so that was, you know, kind of an affirmation for me that you know, it not only just stopped my husband's fingers from cracking and splitting, but because it was a natural bar of soap without any added chemicals, because of how good the goat milk is for you, it really benefited people who were really suffering, and and a lot of people with eczema. You know, it's it's pretty miserable for them.
1: And so those those responses, then you're able to to collect and turn into testimonials on your site. So for those of you that are listening, that's an awesome example. Uh, For one way that you can uh, grow your business is when you get that feedback from your customers is be able to turn around and get permission to use those as testimonials. And if you look at GoatMilkStuff.com, you'll see all over their site testimonials of people that have used it and love it. And um, that's really awesome. Yeah, especially, you know, when you're talking
0: about online you know, it's a little scary at times for people to try something, especially something as personal as soap. So to have that customer feedback from, you know, independently really makes a difference for people.
1: Yes, yes, it does. Now, um, you mentioned that your children are all involved in the business. And I love all the pictures on your site as well of, of them doing different things. Um, talk to us a little bit about what it's like to Involve the involve the children and and have the business be something that they're involved with and that they love as well.
0: Well that was kind of instrumental in starting it. You know, I mentioned before that we homeschool our children and I wanted their education to be very practical. I wanted them to graduate from my homeschool and be able to go out, start a business, run a business, have the work ethic, have the knowledge That would really set them apart. And so from the very beginning, we've involved them in all the decisions. Uh, They've all worked. They've all gotten a salary from the beginning. They all pay their own taxes, um, which is (laughs) something you can imagine they hate just as much as most adults do. Um, They all are saving for retirement. They all have uh, simple IRAs that they're contributing to. And so running Goat Milk Stuff with them is as much about... Teaching them how to run a business as it is successfully running a business and helping a lot of customers. So that's something that... has been very important to us from the beginning. And it's been amazing to watch them grow amazing to watch them deal with customers, help customers answer questions, you know, because not all customers are nice. Some customers are very rude and very um, unhappy and don't really want to have their problem satisfied. And so it's been another thing for them to learn how to deal with those unhappy customers and be able to process that and, and help them and not take it personally. So it's been a great all around experience.
1: do any of your children aspire to own their own business
0: actually right now they all want to work goat milk stuff that's what their goal is right now they're age nine to twenty And they're all saying that, so obviously the younger ones still have some years to change their minds, which we would never, you know, we want them to do what they want to do. So whichever way that goes, that's fine with us. But because the older ones are, you know, really confident that this is what they want to do, um, that was why in 2015 we made the decision to become the grade A dairy and really launch into all the food products like cheese and and gelato and yogurt and things like that um, so that the, the business would be, you know, there'd be more areas of the business that each of them could kind of take over when they get older.
1: And what have, what have you done specifically? Are you, I have, we have five children. And so this, this very, is very intriguing for me as well because the mine are much younger than yours, but trying to get them involved in the business have you allowed each of your children to try out all the different roles to see where they fit the best or how did how did you kind of figure out the placement with the talents of each one
0: Yeah we we definitely looked at their strengths their weaknesses obviously their age plays a bit of a role into it but everybody um can pretty much do everything. You know, we're, we're very big into cross training. So if somebody's sick, someone else knows how to do it. You know, everybody knows how to milk a goat. Everybody knows how to bag soap. Everybody knows how to fill orders, that sort of thing. But they definitely have their personalities and excel in different areas. So, you know, I have a couple kids who just want to work in the barn. I have a couple kids who absolutely don't want to work in the barn, (laughs) you know? So, um, we, we, it doesn't do me any good to put them in a position where they're unhappy. So, um, you know, we, we really try and fit it to where they want to be, but there are jobs that nobody really wants to do and you just, they're going to have to get done. So there's always a place for that as well. And then as they grow, it changes, right? It's, it's, you know, what they want to do when they're five, isn't necessarily what they want to do when they're 15. So it's, it's a constant period of adjusting period of, you know, as we, um, because we have full-time staff, you know, okay, well, if one of the children wants to (laughs) switch a position, you know, okay, do we have staff to cover that? Or is that something that we have to hire somebody or, you know, so there's a lot of balancing as the children age and mature.
1: And um, with all of them being part of the business, how, at what point do you involve them in the decisions? Has it been a a family decision-making process from the beginning or is that something that they, um, our privilege to enter into or participate in as they get older.
0: No, everything's been a family decision from the very beginning. And, you know, obviously when we started in the, you know, my youngest was two, she would just raise her hand if everybody else was raising their hands to vote for something. So, you know, there's a point at which they really, they don't understand what it is they're voting for, but, um, you know, as they they get older, you know, and especially now in the past couple of years with the oldest ones, um, I say probably the oldest half, the older four or five, they'll challenge my husband and I on stuff. And you know, we'll say, okay, well, this is what we think we need to do. We'll, let's take a family vote, and they'll be like, no, I don't, I don't think that's right. I think we need to do this, you know, this other thing. And so it's really, um, it's really neat to see them willing to take a stand on something other than what mom and dad are promoting because I know that they're they're thinking and, and whenever possible I let them do it even if I know it's gonna you know but if I know the odds are it's not gonna you know succeed the way they think it's going to because I want them to learn you know they're at some point they're gonna take over this business and they're gonna run goat milk stuff and they need to have that experience those experiences under their belt so they know what to do when mom and dad aren't, aren't hands on every day.
1: I love that. I love that they have been involved from the very beginning and, and seeing how you're, you're doing that is very inspirational. If you're just joining us on the podcast today, we're talking with PJ Jonas of goat milk and she has a free bar of soap for all of our listeners. We want to be sure that you don't miss that. If you go to goat milk stuff.com slash success. soap, now, uh, PJ, we're talking about involving the children in business um did you guys create a mission statement or a vision statement for your business and your family from the very beginning or is that something that you've kind of grown into
0: no we never sat down and formally did that and we probably uh, i wouldn't say we have we have one now um you know a lot of it just comes from goat milk stuff was really an outflow of the way we were living Right. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was all kind of developed out of stuff that we wanted for our family. So it was more just a matter of, you know, I understood my target customer. You know, my target customer is someone who wants to live more naturally, who wants to give healthier products to their children, who who doesn't trust all the chemicals and, and all the you know, mass produced stuff out there. And so um, if, if it's, you know, I've always said I would never sell something that I won't use myself, or I won't use on my children or feed my children. So that's kind of um, always just been, you know, kind of foundational to us. You know, one of the things that's really important to me is, that um, my children display honesty and integrity. And because they are so involved in goat milk stuff, everything we do is completely above board. You know, it's it's not something that we try and take shortcuts or, or do anything because they're watching and they need to know that you do it right, even when it might cost you extra time, it might cost you
1: extra money, you do the right thing. Absolutely, I love that. What would you say is your definition of success? You know, for me,
0: so much of it comes down to my family, right? You know, goat milk stuff. I love helping my customers. I love serving my customers. But at the same time, the main reason I started it was for my children and for my family. And so for me, being successful is seeing my children Grow into the kind of adults that are making me proud. You know, the fact that they all say that thats this is what they want to do <laughs> for the rest of their lives, just, you know, that I consider very successful because, you know, as a parent, every once in a while you're like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Have I ruined their lives? You know, we <laughs> all do that, right? And so for them to say, yes, mom, this is, you know, it's been a lot of hard work. You know, we, we had 146 baby goats born this year. It was crazy. Oh, Nobody was sleeping very well. You know, we, we weren't eating very well. We were all just kind of, you know, running from one one baby coat pen to another, you know, and, and to come out of them and say, yep, we still want to work this for the rest of our lives. I'm like, okay, we're doing the right thing. We, you know, we are successful.
1: And what would you say to others who are struggling to get to the point where they they feel successful?
0: You know, it's really difficult in our culture today because so many people measure success by what they can see externally. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it's what kind of car you're driving, what kind of house you're living in, what kind of clothes you're wearing, what kind of watch do you have? You know, and to me, all that stuff is pointless. The things that are important to me is, you know, because you can have all that great stuff, right? A brand new car, huge house and be loaded in debt and be unable to sleep at night. So I would much rather have less stuff. And have no debt and be able, you know, have a have an emergency fund available and and you know be saving money for retirement over any of those those artificial trappings. And so for the people who you know are struggling, I would say first, you know, do you have the right values and the right priorities? You know, are you valuing that outside stuff or are you valuing or the the internal stuff and the the piece that's much more important? And if you are valuing the correct stuff and you're still struggling, you know, it takes time. It just takes time. It's, you know, we we kind of have this myth of the overnight success, right? You see people who, you know, wow, look at them. They're, they're, they're you know, everything worked so well and they became, you know, successful so quickly. And you don't see all those years and years of struggle and hard work and all the grunt work that led and prepped up to that
1: success. So sometimes it just takes time. Mm, that's so true. Thank you so much for sharing all these little tidbits and inspiration with us today. Um, For those of you that have been with us, we've been talking to PJ Jonas at GoatMilkStuff.com. And you want to visit them, GoatMilkStuff.com forward slash success soap to get your free bar of soap from them. If you are uh, local uh, in Indiana, you want to go by and visit them. And we'll have all the links on our show notes page for you as well. PJ, thank you so much for sharing with us your family's business today. Thanks for having me, Katie. Hey, are you craving an online business that allows you to do what you love with the freedom to earn money from anywhere? Or maybe you've already started with a blog and you're not sure what to do next, or your blog isn't earning the income that you want it to do. I invite you to check out our Blog Connection Membership. No matter where you are in your journey, we're going to combine education and community with the experience of a professional coach to get you on the road to success in your business. You may feel lonely and isolated. You can join our group and get help anytime. You don't know what to do? Check out our training library of resources or book a call with your coach. You need an expert on speed dial and that's what you're going to get when you join the blog Connection check us out at bloggingsuccessfullycom slash connection and get connected for success today
0: thanks for listening to the for your success podcast with Katie Horner presented by blogging successfully.com for show notes and links to the resources mentioned in today's episode visit www.foryoursuccesspodcast.com.
1: You've been so caught up in figuring out how to market your business the quote right way. You found yourself overwhelmed and your dream a little muddied. What if a simple mindset reset could help you realign your vision, refine your expectations, and revive that dream for your business?